Who made the final 53-man roster for the Green Bay Packers? The surprises, what it means next, and where the Packers go from here. All of it coming up. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown! You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Some surprises, some fun, and some big time questions about what comes next for the Green Bay Packers after the first 53 is announced. Remember, this is not the final 53 in the way that it is sometimes portrayed. We call it the final 53, but it's really the first final 53 because of the rules about PUP and IR and and some of the the minutia on the way that rosters are managed. It was an interesting day. We didn't get all the information until well after the deadline. And I think there were a couple surprising things, and and it allows us to take a a wide shot of where this team is and where it still might like to get. Let's start on the offense, because I think that's where some of the really interesting stuff comes from in terms of what it tells us about how the Packers plan to play this season, the guys that are going to be involved, and, and the way they thought about this group of cuts. Nothing surprising about the quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. We'll see if Danny Etling is the practice squad quarterback. Um, I'm not convinced it, he will be, but it he could be. It would make sense in some ways. I, I don't want to get bogged down in that. Two running backs. Two running backs. It's a little wild that this is where they ultimately landed. Two running backs, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, of course, now, if you were paying attention in preseason, Amari Rodgers was getting a lot of backfield work. I think until Kylan Hill comes back, they're, they're somewhat similar body types. They've got some similar skills. Um, they were using Amari Rodgers as a jet motion player. They were using him in the backfield as a sort of split back running back. And you're going to get him on swing screens. You're going to try and get the ball in his hands. He looked more dynamic this um, preseason. I don't know I don't know where the the idea that like, okay, the Packers should just give up on him. Like, no, he was bad last year. He had a bad rookie season. What do I always say? Most rookies are bad. We can't just take a rookie season and say, this is who this player is. He's shown real uh, progress in the preseason, in training camp. He looks slimmer. He looks more explosive. He looks more dynamic. The touchdown in the first preseason game put a lot of that on display. He's getting open. Now, is he going to make contested catches? Is he going to make catches outside his frame? Mm, probably not. At least right not. Not not right now. That's something he's certainly going to have to work on. Something that 
you know, could take his game to the next level if and when he gets the opportunity when Randall Cobb moves on and, and we'll see what happens from there. But this is going to be Amari Rodgers in the backfield. And when, when they're going to have split gun and it might not always be Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Now, Kylan Hill starting the season on PUP, which means at least the first month he's going to miss. But we talked about this with Jason. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. A lot of the stuff that someone like Tyler Goodson can do, Kylan Hill can do. What's interesting is Patrick Taylor, who's got the pass protection in the special teams, he's not on the team either. Now they can call him up if he makes it on the practice squad. And, and I like some of the tweaks that they've made to the practice squad rules. But to not have a, a third true running back on the, on the team for the first month, and maybe more because Kylan Hill is rehabbing an ACL injury, a serious knee injury, that is a pretty big gamble for this team. They obviously like their top two guys, and well, they should. They're really good players. But to not have anyone beyond them, this is this is a gamble. Now, could it pay off? Yeah, sure, because if Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon stay healthy, you don't need a third running back. And Amari Rodgers, they want clearly want to find ways to manufacture some touches for him, some easy offense, and you're lightening the load on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. That's another good thing. Now, at receiver, we knew Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, Amari Rogers, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, for sure, we're going to make this team. The question was, what was going to happen after that? And it seemed like Juwan Winfrey had all but sewn up that seventh receiver spot, assuming they were going to keep seven. He had the blessing of Aaron Rodgers. He was playing on all the core special teams. He seems to consistently be in the right spots where the, where the team wants him to be. But this is something that we discussed yesterday to raise a more dynamic player. And I, I, I caught some flack on Twitter when I posted the clip with Jordan Love. When Jordan Love overthrew Winfrey on the go ball against the Chiefs, Winfrey beats his corner clean and accelerates past him. But a 4-5 rookie corner closes that space back down and essentially gets back to even with him by the time the ball sails over Jawan Winfrey's head. That kind of thing speaks to a lack of explosive playmaking. He's a 4-5-8 guy. And this is the perfect definition of every team has a guy like this. And there's a reason he is a fringe roster player. Physically, the talent is just not the same as some of these other guys. And I think Toure has shown more dynamic ability, more ability with the ball in his hands. And again, I, I posted the video of the Chiefs play where he has, Samori Toure has a great release, wins inside on a little inbreaker. Love hits him. Toure catches the ball away from his body and in sort of one motion, puts the ball away, breaks up field, cuts loose from a tackle, and gets down almost into the end zone. That's more playmaking than we have seen from Juwan Winfrey. We saw Juwan Winfrey in actual NFL games last year. And in the game where he needed to play, I didn't know that he was press gagged into action on a short week and all that stuff. Did not look like an NFL receiver. Now, I think he can be on a team. He can be on a 53. We're sort of splitting hairs here because it doesn't really matter. Neither of these guys were going to have much of an impact this season. But that's the rub. If, if neither of these guys are going to be called upon to do much of anything this season, then, okay, special teams. 
more or less even, I guess. And Toure has, I, I think, clearly more upside as a receiver. Now, I, I hope Joel Winfrey can come back on the practice squad. He was a very well-liked teammate. Aaron Rodgers thought very highly of him. He gets the Jake Kumaro in memoriam award for, I couldn't even get the joke out. Dang it. For, you know, the guy Aaron Rodgers praises and then ultimately gets cut. But this is not, to me, that big a deal. It's interesting that they thought enough of Toure. Brian Gutekind's got all 11 of his draft picks on this roster, which, you know, that's his prerogative. He's the GM. Coaches are a part of these discussions too. I don't look at this group of cuts and go, why did they, why did they, keep that guy and cut this guy. Like there just really aren't that many players. There may be like one or two places. Like I would have kept Nate Becker instead of Tyler Davis, but, but like they waved Nate Becker injured. So maybe there was an injury. You know, same thing happened with Sean Davis. Okay. You know, what are they going to do at safety? Well, Sean, Sean Davis was hurt. Maybe he comes back. That's certainly a possibility. We'll talk about all of that when we get there. The offensive line was another really interesting spot because they kept 10. And I don't I don't know if it was the exact 10 we thought it would be. When when Jason and I went through the, the exercise, we had Caleb Jones on there at the end thinking Rasheed Walker uh, would, would make it onto the practice squad. The Packers ultimately saw enough in the one preseason game and then, you know, the work he's doing in the classroom, all that stuff, to decide that Rasheed Walker belongs on their 53-man roster. Let me make the case for Rashid Walker because everyone else, you know, we sort of understood offensive line wise, those guys were going to be on the team. Walker by the athletic consensus big board was in the early hundreds, like 110, 111. That is early fourth round. That's Zach Tom territory. But he fell because of questions about attitude, questions about his um, commitment and those things. And that's why he goes in the seventh round, not because he wasn't talented. And that fourth round consensus board, by the way, builds in that kind of stuff. He was a top hundred type talent with considerable upside. And we didn't get to see him the same way we got to see Caleb Jones and go, oh my God, that guy is six nine and, and all that stuff. He's not as big and physically imposing. He doesn't have the same sort of power that Caleb Jones has. And so is not going to command the same sorts of headlines. At the same time, This is a highly talented player. And so if you're the Packers, you're looking at this and you're going, okay, we're seeing him every day in meetings. We're seeing him every day in practice. We're seeing him because of, you know, the the lower leg injury. Um, How is he rehabbing? What kind of effort is he putting in? I mean, there was just a player cut in the division. Not going to say any names, but a player cut in the division. And I was told one of the reasons was, the, it was the the day in and day out stuff. It was being late to meetings. It was it was missing rehab. It was not always being prepared to work. And that is that's just unacceptable. If you're someone like Rashid Walker and you have these questions about your coachability, let's say the Packers got to see him and they decided he answered those questions to their liking. That matters especially for a team that said, we thought enough of this guy to draft him. The seventh round is really priority free agency. But this is a player who had who had talent far, far beyond what you're normally getting in the seventh round. And so could Caleb Jones get claimed? Sure. And, and a quick um, addendum on all of that. Remember, until the waiver process is completed, 
And that means, you know, if you're not a vested veteran, you can't get to the practice squad because we don't know who's getting claimed. Now, there's are there, are there is there deals being done right now? Are there deals being made? Are there are there teams calling agents and agents saying, no, nah, we'd really like to stay here. We think this is the best opportunity. Yeah, that stuff is happening and that stuff is going on. So could someone like Caleb Jones have shown enough in preseason to, to get someone else, especially after spending a summer in Green Bay, who has one of the most respected group of coaches and developmental systems in football? Absolutely. Absolutely, he could get claimed. And the Packers knew that when they decided Rasheed Walker makes the team. I think that tells you everything that you need to know about what the Packers think of someone like Rasheed Walker. All right, we're going to talk about the defense here in just a second. But before we do, let's talk about our friends at LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond with the world's largest professional network of over 800 million people. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, Nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And our friends at Prize Picks. This is such a fun concept. It is so easy to play. They set a line of yards and you decide if you think those players are going to produce more or less. It is so easy. And you could say, okay, um, Aaron Rodgers to throw for 300 passing yards week one. You get to decide, is he going to do that? And then you put those, those picks together with two to five other players to score more or less than the prize pricks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on an entry. You don't have to compete against anyone else. It's just you versus the projection. And they have all sorts of sports, NBA, um, NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, golf, college football, college basketball, uh, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disco golf, Euro basketball, cricket. If you can think about it, prize picks can, can give you action on it. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports the way it is meant to be played. First time users can receive a $100 instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKDOWN. So you put in $100, they'll give you $100. You deposit $50, they'll give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKDOWN to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. So defensively, this gets, I I wouldn't say less interesting because defensively, the questions are now, okay, and then what? And then what happened? Now, does it make sense to me that someone like Jonathan Ford makes this team over Jack Heflin and Chris Slayton, who just objectively were better in the preseason? 
we don't know what's happening on the board. We don't know what the plan is. Maybe Jonathan Ford, you know, going to be a special teamer with someone who played some special teams in college. Maybe that's the thinking there. Maybe they assume they can get one of Heflin or Slayton on the practice squad. This was part of our discussion, remember, with Jason when Jason was Coach LaFleur. And it was, okay, Caleb Jones and Rashid Walker. One of the reasons why we didn't have them initially was, well, one of them is going to make it on the practice squad. I think that might be what happened here. Now, I don't know why they thought Jonathan Ford was going to be claimed considering how bad he was in the preseason. But I think that's probably your idea here. The good news is it doesn't matter. As The Rock would say, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to do the whole impression, but it doesn't because you have Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Jerron Reed, TJ Slayton, and Devontae Wyatt. So you have real depth. I, mean, I was talking with, with Zach Cruz about this the other day, and you know he was saying it's a very good group of starters, but they don't have a lot of depth. And, and I said, well, the places where they have depth, they have a lot of depth. Defensive line is one of those places. And the places where they don't have depth, they have no depth. They have nothing beyond their starters. And, and defensive line is one of those places where they have a lot, especially for a team that's going to play a ton of two true defensive linemen. To have five guys that you feel good about when you're almost never going to be in three-man fronts. I mean, I think they're going to play nickel 80% of the time, dime 4% of the time, and then base. Like, you know, whatever the rest of the math is. What did I say? 80 and 4, so 16% of the time? That seems right. You're not going to have three defensive linemen on the field very much. So five defensive linemen, more than enough. I think of the outside linebacker places where you start to get like a little squirrely. Like Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, that's a really good one-two punch. Tipanaliai for, for special teams. Jonathan Garvin is like a replacement level third edge, which is not um, a, a ringing endorsement of the way that he's played so far. Although I think there's potentially more there. And then Kingsley and Igbari has played really well in preseason and, and has shown up the last couple weeks in practice. But none of those guys are proven NFL. It's the playoffs and Rashawn Gary's got to take three plays off. Like if if you're going to have to end up doing like what the Thunder did with, with OKC, with Duran and, and Russell Westbrook and, and make sure you're staggering those minutes. Like there cannot be snaps right now where Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary are off the field. You can't do it especially for multiple plays, cannot do it. At least early downs would be like kind of okay. There should never be a third down where these these two players are both active, where Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary are playing in the game and and one of them is not out there on a third down if they're both healthy. Cannot happen. That's why I mentioned Devon Kennard. You know, I think there are going to be other guys that the Packers could see as useful that are better than, say, you know, Tipanaliai in terms of someone who has to actually come in and, and contribute to this team. So that's something to keep an eye on for sure. Inside linebacker, no surprises here. It's the four that, that we all thought it would be. And then I think cornerback, no surprises either in a lot of ways because they kept five. You know, I was, I was really squinting trying to, you know, Rico Gafford really did not play well. Really did not play well. KB Ento in years past had shown some nice things in training camp, but just never really took the step beyond he does. He's a guy who does some things in training camp, but then can't really do much else. Keandre Thomas, I don't I don't think got a lot of time to show what he could do. Maybe he makes it back on the practice squad and ends up being someone who gets back on the team. Now, Shamar John Charles showed some nice things in the preseason. Keyshawn Nixon is a special teams player. He's going to be there. Jared Bush 
Um, if he's playing cornerback for them, something has gone terribly wrong. The Packers have three awesome players. But that means if they're going to play a lot of nickel, those guys got to stay healthy. Got to stay healthy. If there is a corner out there, a, a veteran, it's worth it's worth looking at. Safety is another interesting one. Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, we knew that was going to be happening. When Dallin Leavitt was not put on IR, I think that said a lot about his standing on the team. Um, he may he may end up on IR yet. Um, and then Tariq Carpenter, who was a draft pick, but did not play particularly well against the Chiefs in, in the one game where he got a lot of run. He was drafted to play special teams, but they brought in Dallin Leavitt to play special teams, and he did not look particularly good in, in his reps as a safety. Neither of those guys you want playing safety. So that leaves Micah Abernathy, who's been on this team for five minutes, and who just has to have a new number. Cannot be 46. Give him Sean Davis's number. Give him Kevin King's number. Like he needs to be something else. He can't be 46 and, and expect him to have any sorts of success. Can't do it. There are a lot of safeties out there. Tony Jefferson was one that was mentioned. There's There's been a lot of, um, of guys cut uh, in the last 24 hours. I think there will be more movement here coming up. So I would look for the Packers to be involved. They they certainly have some some fat that they can still trim in terms of guys who, you know, might go on PUP or or might go on or not PUP, but might go on IR or um, might just straight up be cut. I mean, this this happens. Um, the the Andrew Brandt told a story about um, Matt Hasselbeck making the team, and then the next day Mike Homer goes out and signs Rick Meyer and cuts Matt Hasselbeck, goes to the practice squad like. This happens. So I, I think that that the Packers could be in the market for a, for a DB, could be in the market for an outside linebacker. And then, you know, we'll see what happens when it comes to what, what's going on with the specialists. I'm really, I'm really interested to see what happens with kicker. We're going to talk about that in just a second. That is what they call in the business a tease. Uh, we have plenty more to get to because... There's still more stuff to talk about, but let's talk about Dave because we can all use a little bit of help from time to time. And we've all been in a situation where we might be a little tight on cash. I certainly have been in that situation before where I'm going, all right, I, I can't afford my credit card bill and I have to pay the minimum on that one. But now I'm invited to this wedding and I got to get a gift and I don't want to, I want to give a nice gift to my friend who's invited me to the wedding and, and. I got to put gas in my car. I got to eat. It's, it can be a lot. It can be a lot. Well, Dave is the banking app that can help get you help up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses you've been stressing about without any hangups. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. And sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. And thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen the ultimate pro football free preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts on the Locked On Podcast Network plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for the ultimate pro football preview 2022 on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. 
So the Packers activated Mason Crosby off of PUP. This is a big deal precisely because we didn't know who it was going to be otherwise. Now, Ramiz Ahmed has had a really good camp. I think they're they're very much hoping that they can sneak him onto the practice squad, that he can be that guy. And maybe at the end of the year, he ends up being their starting kicker moving forward. Um, as, as Rob Domofsky from ESPN put it, he made everything he looked at this summer. Um, he was the lights out. And might be, you know, the next guy in the line was really good in the USFL, a former Bears kicker. It would just be delicious if that's what ended up happening where he be- he comes in and becomes, you know, the next Packers kicker that is around for 15 years. I think that would be great for obvious reasons. And that's a big deal because Mason Crosby is Mason Crosby. He gets to extend his streak. But that is a little stability on special teams where the team desperately needs that stability. So then how does that trickle down? Because you might you might need to protect Ahmed at some point. You might need to actually put him on the roster. You might actually need to play week one if Mason Crosby is not healthy. This is a real question. It sounds like he's going to be good to go, but for a guy who hasn't been cleared yet to even do stuff with the team really, to say he's just going to be good in two weeks to go, I think that's asking a lot, especially if someone who's, you know, coming up on 40 years old, I know he's a kicker. So it's not the same sort of wear and tear on your body, the, you know, the punishing hits he's not taking. But that's, it's still a different kind of deal. And he's saying all the right things, you know, it's just a little swing oil. I needed to just, he said it was like an oil change at his age. Okay. I would like to see it on the field, please. Is that too much to ask? I don't think that's too much to ask. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Um, a lot more to get to this week. And then it's it's almost time to start previewing stuff, to start looking at what's what's coming up in week one here. So follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920. 3-4-1-3-7-7-5. Stay locked on Packers.